Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Welcome to this edition of Wine and Dime with Amy Irvine. Every week, it's my goal to share a story of someone's journey through their life and financial vineyard. We take you from their roots to the journey of their vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft their delicious lives. Like wine, life and finances have different palates that should be celebrated and not judged. This week, although I'm not walking you through someone else's journey, I'm hoping to walk you through your own financial vineyard and journey. Many of you know that I wrote a book called Uncork Your Finances. The very first chapter of that book talks about a spending plan. A good friend of mine, Nancy Regelsberger, she's also known as the money honey, often talks about developing a spending plan. And in the book, I actually recommend a wine to go along with that particular chapter, which is a semi-sweet wine from uh, Miles Wine Cellar. But I'm going to take a little side turn and suggest to you that perhaps you try a wine that I recently discovered from Domaine Lesseur, which is off from Cuca Lake. It is their 2017 Chardonnay Barrel Select. Uh, the grapes are 100% Finger Lake sourced and the wine is aged for 11 months in French oak barrels. So if you like an oaky taste, full, full mouth oaky taste to Chardonnay, then this is a great wine for you. Now, if you're on the other side where you like that more minerally Chardonnay, Chardonnay, not the oaky Chardonnay. They also have an unoaked version. This is a place that is quite a journey to get to, and I would strongly suggest that you enjoy that journey. The, the winemakers are French. They're actually from France. They are a team, and they're working in the Finger Lakes with each other to develop a more French-like wine, but with grapes from the Finger Lakes. So as we talk today about developing a spending plan, perhaps you'll grab a bottle of that and enjoy listening to this conversation. Conversation. We have stopped using the B word, and this is directly read from my book, Uncork Your Finances. So if you'd like to follow along, you can go out to Amazon and order this book for future reference. So many people feel restricted by a budget, right? When we think about the psychology, it's kind of like going on a diet. When you go on a diet and you start giving up certain foods, you crave those foods. And when we restrict ourselves in any kind of budget, you start to want those particular items. The reason that I initially recommended the book or excuse me, the wine from Miles Cellar called Ghost is because I thought it was such a fitting wine. So many people are afraid of ghosts and budgets. When it comes to budgeting, I think people are more scared by the process and the information that they're going to dig out when they start looking at their past spending. 
Some of it might be unknown. If you're wondering uh, a little bit more about Nancy, we actually featured her in episode 13, and we had talked about the importance of intentionally spending money and especially the importance of emergency funds and other savings goals. Very few people ever actually enjoy this part of the financial planning process, but without knowing where your money is going right now, how do you know where you can take it? Developing a spending plan is like planning for a trip. Now that sounds a lot more like fun, right? How about if we also added little coloring to the process? Doesn't that sound a little fun? And I know more and more people are getting into coloring even as adults. So here's what I want you to do. Pick a day where you have one to two hours available. Put it on the calendar as a meeting. This is an appointment with yourself and or your significant other. If you really want to make it fun, schedule at a time of the day where you can enjoy the wine recommendation too. Here's a few tools. Now we're talking about this process is talking about discovering where you're currently spending your money. We also want to put together a plan of where you want to spend your money, but we have to know where you're currently spending it in order to have you pick and choose where you want to spend it in the future. So here's the tools you'll need to build this spending plan. Access all your credit cards, bank statements for the past three months. We want to look at the past three months simply because that gives us an average of what you're spending on those items. Then also pull together a list of any annual expenses that you pay in a lump sum. Some people pay their car insurance, their home insurance, taxes, those kinds of things in a lump sum. So pull those things together as well. I suggest that people put three different color highlighters together as well. And then a list of any big expenses that you might have in the next few years. Take a clean spreadsheet or notebook. Again, no judging or technical skills required. Everyone likes to do it differently. And those are the items that you need to start looking back at how you've been spending. The one thing that I really want to talk to you about, especially, um, you know, money is very psychological and we talk, have talked about the psychology of money many, many times. What I don't want you to do is judge how you have spent money. There's no judgment in this process. If you're a couple, there's no finger pointing. If you're an individual, just use the information. Don't judge yourself. This is not a time to say would have, could have, should have conversations. Don't beat yourself up. You can't change what has been done. You can only change going forward. In fact, a quote that I love by Leo Christopher is, you'll keep crashing if you never take your eyes off the rear view mirror. So step one. Take your three highlighters and define each color as a category. I don't define this for you because you need to decide the categories for each item that they fall under. Highlighter number one, items you don't believe you have a lot of control over. Write the color in the top of the notebook, or if you buy the book, you can actually write it right in the book itself. Highlighter two, items you have some control over, but you need things like food, utilities, those kinds of things. Highlighter three, items you have complete control over, but love because we want to build those into the budget. So not so hard, right? You're just taking those highlighters and then you're going to put them, look at your uh, statements that you've had for the last three months, and you're going to start highlighting those documents. Now you may find that there are some items that don't fit in any of those three categories. That's great. We're going to come back to those later. Again, not so bad, right? Now here's step three. This is where a little math comes in. I want you to add up all the items that you did not highlight. What's your total? Guess what? 
You've just found some money. That's awesome. What do I mean by that? Well, because it's something that you don't have to pay, something you don't necessarily need. It's not something that you love. You likely didn't need to spend the money on those items. So great. We found some money. Awareness is the number one item in developing your spending plan. I talk about spending with intention. So I'm very excited that you just found some money. And I want to take, I want you to take the sheet of paper or spreadsheet or whatever you're working on and write that number on it. This is a number that deserves its own page. Feel free to be creative and celebrate this number. Now, get up and move around. You may not think this is a a big deal, but this is a big deal. This is something you really should celebrate. Perhaps you're you're done for this evening at this point and you would like to just enjoy that you found some money. Make sure if you do walk away at this point, you come back for step four. This will be very fun too. Step four has a little more math involved, either in a notebook or a spreadsheet tool. I want you to create something that has uh, totals on it. So add up color number one, the, the items that you don't have a lot of control over. Add up color number two, have some items that do have control over and add up column number or color number three, you have con- complete control, but you love in the actual book. There's a place for you to write those numbers, but it can be any place that you want to want to put that down. Here's where I usually sit down with clients and really dig in for those items over which you don't have any control. Ask yourself if that's really true. Here's an example. Some people will pay mortgage or rent and or put mortgage and rent in that category, but we do have some control over the house and the apartment that we live in. We need shelter. There's no question, but maybe we love where we live, which is okay too. But if we're honest, we do have control over what we're spending on our home. Does that challenge your totals? It's okay if it doesn't. Does it change the totals? It's okay if it doesn't. I'm not suggesting you should sell your home or change to a different apartment. I'm just saying that we need to look at things. Are you spending money in ways that you really want? Let's dig into the items that you have some control over, but need. Yes, we need food, water, gas for our car, but could we control how much we pay for those items? If there is no wiggle room here, then the number stays and... That's okay too. The final category is the discretionary. If we had to, we could give them up, but there needs to be some balance. I have two examples I love to share. It's no secret. I love wine. Everybody knows that. But if I bought all the wine I love, I'd have no other discretionary money. So I set a limit. For some folks, I tell them to have an envelope that they put cash in each week. And once it's gone, so too is the spending on that particular category. Awareness is the key to this section. I had a client who loved going to Dunkin' Donuts. That was their fun thing. They loved to do it. I didn't ask her to give that up because she enjoyed it so much. It was her treat. But during a short period while they were trying to save for a particular goal, she agreed to cut back by 50% of her overall purchases. She eliminated Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday from purchases and scheduled to cut back the afternoon coffee on Sunday. The $10 a day, $70 a week habit became a $35 a week habit. That gave them an extra $140 per month or $1,680 per year, which was half of the vacation that they wanted so badly to go on. I'd like you to look through your list again. Could you shave a little from each of these items? How much do you, you know, how much would you shave? How much would you then save in one week, one month, and one year? There you go. More money found. 
Now the new totals. So did you make any changes? What are your new grand totals? What are some of the things that you wanted to cut out? You may want to take a break after this one. Step five is a very detailed part and you may wish to have a fresh mind or maybe a fresh glass of wine. I've included in the show notes a a spreadsheet that you might be interested in following. So as I dig into this step five, this is where we need to formally build the plan and the spreadsheet might help you. You've done a lot of the heavy lifting, but using a fresh sheet of paper or the spreadsheet to list all the items that you will have for both income and expenses might be very helpful. Let's start with income. What are your wages? Do you get any interest income? Are there any dividends? Do you anticipate any gifts or refunds and reimbursements? Then let's talk about having a specific goal on the same sheet of paper or spreadsheet, list your goals and break them out evenly for each 12 months. So if you want to go on vacation, what's that vacation going to cost total? Let's say that the vacation is going to be $2,000. So on a monthly basis, you'd be looking at saving $166 for that vacation. Put that in the spending plan. We've provided a list of all the various items that you might want to include in like obligations, insurance, health, daily living, children expenses, charities, transportation. And then of course, all of the different savings areas such as uh, emergency funds, retirement investment and college savings. Again, use the spreadsheet or in the book, if you want to buy that, that has a list of all of those different items to help guide you in the spending plan. Step six, subtract the income from the spending plan. How does that look? Do you have any extra? Do you want to spend that extra or save it and put it in discretionary or throw it in an emergency fund for now? But the question comes sometimes, what if you're short? What do you do then? Here's a couple ideas that we often share with our clients. First, examine why. Is it because of debt? You you could consider a temporary side hustle that would help pay that down. Notice I said temporary. I'm not asking you to work two jobs forever. Are, are you being paid enough at your current job? Now, I'm not trying to be male versus female here, but if you're a woman, you should really be looking into these details because it's a fact we get paid less. Unfortunately, it's been proven time and time again that a woman does make less than a man for the same exact job. If we don't feel comfortable asking for a raise, go in with facts and ask questions as to why it appears you are not making the same as male colleagues. Also, maybe consider hiring a financial coach to help you with this if you're really struggling. She'll ask you lots of questions. I know we do when we're hired to help guide you through the process. In fact, chapter two has some career coaches that you could actually turn to if you wanted to. Okay, here's some final thoughts that we have before we dig into some other questions on the spending plan. If you have a lot of debt, it really does make a difference if you get some help. There's a lot of solutions out there that you may not be aware of. Make sure if you have student loan debt, you get educated on the several options that are available to you. Sometimes we over-purchase on vehicles, homes, and other large purchases. There are options to resolve those over-purchases, but they take time and sometimes may take you 
a step you know, backward to go forward. If one of your goals is college planning, consider listening to some of our podcasts, like College Planning with Nanette Kamen, Episode 7, Fiscal Fitness and Co-Fiscal Fitness Club uh, Coaches with Mark Struthers on Episode 5, and Press the Ivies with Jessica Yeager, which was a special edition that came out in November of 2017, or watch our YouTube video on how we do college planning with our clients. If you have children, start educating them now. I did a couple of great podcast interviews that you can share with your kids to teach them about money. Common Sense with Jennifer Harper in episode 12, Sammy X Rabbit in episode 23. And we have some great materials on our website that we purchased that you all can have for free on the Sammy Rabbit program. The materials are all there. Just hop on over to our website under Educating Children and all everything is there for you. And, and there's no cost to those, those materials at all. So I want to spend just a few more minutes. As I mentioned, we will provide you with this special plan and um, you guys can dig into that. But I want to spend just a few more minutes talking about another checklist that we're going to we're going to provide to you as a way to to start thinking about your own cash flow and net worth. So it's a checklist. Uh, one of the one of the areas that we'll ask you about is how satisfied are you with your current cash flow and net worth? This is just a this are, there's no right or wrong answer. This is just a way for you to walk down through and see where you're currently at. What do you wish was different? What's the minimum income that you need to meet expenses and obligations? Now, we're not talking about the fun money, the bucket, the, the third highlighter. We're talking about highlighter one and two. What is that minimum? Do you have a different mental or real bucket that you place money in to meet goals? We find that a lot of people, if they keep it all in one account, they don't view the different goals. They don't see the different goals for each item. But when we break it out and we have separate savings accounts for separate items, then you clearly see you're making progress towards your goals. Are you comfortable that you know where your money is going. And that's exactly the uh, exercise that we wanted you to walk through. Where are you spending your money? If you were to work with a financial planner and create a plan to meet your goals, what would the monthly and annual commitment be that you're comfortable putting towards those goals? Those are all questions that a lot of people say, I don't know the answers to. And that's okay. That's that's just saying to you, look, I know I need to do some further exploring to, to discover this. We always talk about reserves and crises and how important it is to have an emergency fund. So walking down through the checklist, there's four questions that we'll ask you around reserves. The next item on the checklist actually digs into investment contributions and withdrawals. And there's five questions that will be asked uh, around that particular category. We move on to residence. Do you plan on staying in your home? And there's a lot more questions associated with that, but we'll ask four that sort of get you thinking more about where you're currently at. Good old debt. There's there's um, questions that surround debt. There's about seven questions that surround debt, and want you to get want we want you to get you yourself aware of some of the questions around debt. Student loans is a separate category because there's a bunch of different questions that we have around student loans. We then dig into personal property. There's only two questions around personal property. And then we finish off with other assets and liability questions of which there's four. We hope that your own awareness, or we hope this checklist brings some of your own awareness so that you can start digging into some 
of those items. From there, uh, we also provided a checklist that you can use uh, that kind of goes side by side with that, where you can check one of three columns, evaluate, true, or false. The areas are exactly the same. Cash flow tracking, overspending, reserves, assets, general debt, residence debt, student loans, business debt if applicable, real estate debt, and family loans or assets. So it does focus more on the the debt and the income side than the first checklist. But we think this will be very helpful to you to understand to help you understand where you need to spend your time, right? Because a lot of times people will say this is very overwhelming to us. But if you're doing something right or it's not applicable, then you can eliminate it from the spending plan discussion. However, if you need to evaluate something, then you can break it down a little bit further so it less becomes less overwhelming. I know this was a short podcast, but it was packed full of a lot of information for you to start your own journey, self-journey. And we hope that the resources that we've provided give you some assistance and guidance along the way. If you have any questions, please feel free to post them. We want to continue this conversation. We've heard so many people um, during this pandemic actually say to us that they they just feel like they can't get control of their spending plan. Some of it has been that people just feel like if, you know, life is short and if they want it, they just want it and they don't, you know, they, they get it, you know, and, and we understand the psychology behind that. People are feeling very claustrophobic. They want the simple things in life and they want it now because they're just seeing so much being taken away from them as a general rule. However, we want to be able to to take the emotion out of spending. And if you're putting a spending plan together, that really does take the emotion out of it. You know how much you have for each category. You look at it and you say, nope, that's not in my spending plan. I didn't really want it. It does help curb some of the spending when it's, I say grocery store line spending because it's that impulse side of things. We would love for you to share this episode. We would love for you to post any questions that you have so that in future episodes, we can do a mailbag question and answer session We're thinking about doing a wine and dime event where we can do answer all those Q and A's that would be virtual, of course, but we hope that you've gotten some ideas behind this session and we'll put in the show notes. If you're interested in the book, uh, we'll put the the link to Amazon in there so that you can order the book and it's free if you want to do it on Kindle. Although I will say the Kindle version is a little bit challenging to follow compared to the actual book itself. We hope you've enjoyed the show and we hope Hope to hear more from you. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website www.rootedpg.com or Amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.